Okay, so this is going to be um just I I know you guys both don't listen to me like Spotify. But it's just True. very current oh, okay. cuz it came out today. The Spotify Wrapped came out today. If you did have Spotify Wrapped, Ooh. who would be Ooh. your number 1 listen to <laughs> artist this Ooh, year? Uh, I oof. See, I like, here. I like That's this hard. I like this question because it's not what's your favorite band? It's who have you been listening to a yeah, lot this yeah. year? Yeah. Like like okay, well um, Taylor Swift is my favorite and she's my number mine one. Mine would be so. last. That would be Taylor Swift would be last on my was it rap? Oh, yeah. Wrapped or Spotify wrapped? Wrapped. I didn't ask you that. I asked you who would be number one. Oh, okay. I didn't ask you to insult me. I, oh, that's not an insult. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't ask you to insult Taylor Swift. I will See, I go in these waves. I go in a wave, like your little Nickelback wave. Like, I go in waves. <laughs> okay, Nickelback did show up yes, on my Spotify I know, wrapped. But like, I don't know why. Okay, I go like in waves. I'll get an artist and I'll listen to a yeah. bunch of their stuff. Yeah. So I'm going to go Do you with, listen to it like if a new album comes out or just if you're like feeling the vibe? Feeling that vibe. Like okay. I'll hear a song I'm like, oh gosh, Creedence Clearwater Revival. I yeah. listen to a bunch of their stuff uh-huh. in the last couple of weeks. So I will go with The Cure. Oh, 80s. interesting. Yeah, I've listened to a lot of that the would show Cure. up number one. You think probably for this number year? one because I went to their concert in May and oh, I, so so there's yep. been a lot since May to November. So I would go the Cure would be the yeah. And I, I didn't have a Cure song in my Apple Music yeah for the until May. Yeah, when you have a concert, you need to listen before yeah, and, was, after. and after. Yeah, so I would go the Cure. I'm actually, my answer. I'm looking at my Spotify wrapped right now. It says, Uh-oh. hello, you. Oh, my It's wrapped time. Ready? You got to go forward. Let's do this. You, play, <laughs> you played 32 songs in 2022. 32? Do you never so I don't listen, listen to music? To Spotify. Uh, well, yeah, I knew that. That's why I asked what your, like, base your, yeah. your top song was Weekend by the Smith Westerns. No one heard of it. You add no room in your is. heart for more than one favorite. You 32 wrote. songs is literally. I don't use, I don't use Spotify. That's a day. The weakest uh, with you by Cap Gun Heroes. Lost my. Would that mind actually be your faith. number one for the year? No, the num- my number one for the year. I've been listening to a lot of the National lately. Oh. Mr. November is wow. such a kick ass. He might well song. be just saying. Yeah, it's just words. Words at this point. I think we should make a youth hockey hub employee playlist that's public for everyone. I like that. We can put all our favorite like songs that. on it, and then everyone can know. One how day cool we can just are. do favorite song of all time. That would be easy. Favorite song of, of all, all time? time, dude. That's time. impossible. Nah, that is impossible. Easy. No, it's, it's, easy. it's easy. I got it's kind impossible. of a top one. No, it's, what is it? Right now, let's do it. Let's, let's hear it. Oh, Vienna by Billy Joel. I don't even know that song. Oh, it's one of my favorite songs. The, like Billy Joel would be an artist that I would probably go into and listen to. Yeah, that'd be like one. I don't have a lot of. He Billy made Joel. it on my top five this year. I saw that. Yep. That's incredible. Probably because of Vienna. That's incredible. Okay. Is that all? That's you all don't want to give your favorite song? Oh, I will go Fool in the Rain by Led Zeppelin. Oh, okay. Did you want to input your favorite song, Peter? Or? Demon to Lean On by Waves. Okay, we're going to make a public playlist so yep, everyone we'll can listen it. to our favorite song. You need to stay up out the streets if you can't take the heat. Welcome to 10 Minutes. I'm Tony Scott. Peter Odney, how are you doing today? 
I'm great. I just learned that I don't use Spotify to listen to music. Like, I never do. I have. I've used it in the past, but I, I think we had it. I think we have it as a case of emergency uh, in a rink if everything goes south. I think I have Spotify for that. My number five song on my Spotify wrapped is Let's Impeach the President. Wow. <laughs> wow. I think it's a Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. That's pretty song. cool. Just FYI, anyone who listens to this podcast, if you listen to it on Spotify, you can watch the video at the same time. Whoa! Hey, oh, nice. And if you're yeah. watching this on YouTube, hit the subscribe button. And if you're not watching this, you're an idiot. <laughs> and everybody's talking about it. Yeah, talking about this show is All so cool. All 11 of them. Yes. All right, uh, let's get rolling. We had a big weekend. Uh, last weekend at the Bloomington Ice Garden. We had 57, 57 youth games and eight high school games. And to say it was easy would be a lie. Um, and part, most of the difficulties, most of my difficulties for that tournament came from rescheduling the St. Thomas Boys High School game Oh, in between a youth tournament uh, was a challenge, to say the least, just getting everybody in the locker rooms and out of the locker rooms, uh, getting the game done on time, uh, all games this weekend. Did you hear the stat, Peter, that we scored 57? We had 57 games in a youth tournament, and only two went to running time. Two. Really? That's incre- an incredible stat that that's how competitive nothing ever got to a blowout stage. Well, that, that's tournament. why we were behind. We were behind in time. almost every <laughs> we rink. We, we need a little running time. Every we need some game. running time games. Every rink, we were behind by 20 minutes, oh 30 minutes gosh. at the end of the day. And well, our apologies, but uh, hey, it's a testament to how competitive the games were at both the Pee Wee and Bantam B levels. I was just about to say it's a testament to your ability to schedule things. You're the best. Yeah, well, we did okay. We did okay. Um, let's talk about the winners. You want to start with the Bantams or the Peewees? I want to start with the Bantams because this Bantam team has a very special place in my heart. Really? Eden Prairie? Eden Prairie came out on top in our Bantam B1 Gobbler. And I have a special place in my heart because afterwards... You you picked them and they basically... And they were so excited to remind me that I had picked them. And I feel a little bit bad because I was like, oh, I picked you? Cool. <laughs> well, we I, did for- pick, like, I forgot. How many picks did we end up making on that show last week? There it was, was a it was dozens. Lot. I think it was like 15. Yeah. Okay. Oh, my gosh. They all just kind of run together. And but, uh, they reminded me that I picked White Bear. 40 times during the weekend. Well, I, I wanted to take a moment to shout out the Eden Prairie Band of Bees. First of all, congratulations for winning the tournament, fellas. And thanks for listening to the show. I love hearing uh, when people bring stuff up from the show and they to be so enthusiastic about listening and being a part of it all. It's awesome. Uh, 4-0 record for Eden Prairie. 11-0 win over Rogers. 4-2. One over of the runners Tonka. right there. That's one of the runners. That's one of the runners. Uh, and then back-to-back extra session wins over Woodbury Black and Blaine. Very exciting. That game was... On the, on the big stage, that was the game that was sandwiched in between the two varsity games. Yep. So they got a good crowd, and then it went to a shootout. Cap Key, Cap, what's his first name? Uh, beautiful, beautiful shootout Devin? winner. Devin Capkey. Devin Capkey, yeah. Had a beautiful shootout winner, and he had another shootout winner in the sh- second shootout. So they won two shootouts in a row. So technically, they tied their way to the championship. 
No, we're yes. not. We're not doing the college hockey thing. No, no. I'm just saying, based on based on their now their now rankings, they get credit for ties oh. in both of those games. So I would give them the win. Uh, I thought it was a a great team. I love Blaine too because, and no offense to Edina, when Edina, it's not Edina versus Edina and the Gobbler. It almost feels like a special year because it seems like <laughs> at least one of those occasions happens at Pee Wee's or Bantams, and that's yeah. a testament to Edina. I mean, they've had a great team, and and both their all their teams were very close. Uh, I believe Edina Green lost in the semis to yeah, there's Blaine uh, to Blaine, and then Edina Green Pee Wee's lost, I believe, uh, Saturday morning to EP in the Pee Wee's, yeah, or to OMG in the Pee Wee's. Yes. After winning the pool. How about that? So the classic bad pool luck, right? Oh, I remember that very distinctly, that our champions picks featured two teams wearing dark jerseys, which would make them the visitor. Yes. In both games. So yes. Good, good, yep. uh, good weekend for it, underdogs. It was. It was. So fun tournaments. Uh, MVP was Charles Schultz. Uh, and then the MVP on the Peewee side. I'm totally drawing a blank. Right. Oh, um, Passel. Uh, was the MVP. Henry. Henry Passell was the MVP. I remember his name's Austin Henry because somebody yelled from the crowd, where to go, HP? And I thought, <laughs> don't you ever say that. Oh, you're talking about the kid. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, lots of choices on that OMG team, I believe. I oh picked gosh, them. So yeah. I picked OMG on the PV side, and you picked uh, EP on the BAM side. I'm pretty so sure I you. picked OMG. No, I, I picked don't... White Bear Lake. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. What a great – there were so many great coaches – in that tournament, yeah. uh, they were just, I mean, when they come and do the headshots, they're all super happy to be there. Um, they were, they would come look for the scores. They're up on the board. There were just a lot of classy coaches, but the white bear PVB coach last name, Larson, if I could just duplicate that guy, he was just such, he was really good with the kids. He was great in line. He was happy to be there. Uh, I really appreciate a lot of the coaches this weekend. Even the ones where we got the reschedule game was behind schedule. No one was really that flamed. The parents don't score as high. Uh, we had two parent ejections uh, this weekend, so the parents still working hard. You know, we're going to work on our games a little bit better on that parent side. We'll get to that later in the uh, Roses and Thorn. Uh, we'll get to that in that segment. Peter? Derek Larson. Derek Larson. And do you want to guess who the manager is? Jenny Larson. Katie Larson. I was close. You were, you were actually close. You were actually close. So thank you to Coach Larson for providing an example that we can all get behind. Absolutely. I think we're moving uh, into the Spirit of Duluth preview. No, we're at, that's a way. Are we going to save that for the last? We're going to go, yeah, well, yeah. The last before our roses and thorns. Uh, Let's talk about all the other tournaments and results. I got the boys. You have the girls. Yep. Before we get into that, talk a little bit of Map South Hockey, one of our big sponsors of 10 Minutes. Map South, great place to send your son or daughter for off-season training. Let's just get that straight. It's in Mendota Heights. So if you're in the South Metro, plenty close. If you're in the near West Metro, Eden Prairie, Bloomington, Edina, Richfield, still pretty close to get to. And then obviously if you're in the East Metro, it's the spot to be. Uh, great facilities, great ice. It, it won't ever be soft, I can assure you that. It's the <laughs> coldest rink in Minnesota in the summer. Um, and then the the people is probably what will keep you coming back. Great coaches, great trainers. Uh, I, can't, I can go on and on about uh, MAP South Hockey. I saw Casey Weimer came into the office <laughs> to pay a visit. 
And boy, I got a good kick out of meeting his dad, Dave, who looks like his older brother. It's and you true, met him. Actually. It's I was true. right there. I was right there. I was like, there. are you kidding me? Uh, good anyway. for Dave, man. Good for Dave. Good he looks good. Dave. And that's good for Casey because he'll be looking good, too, when he's in his 60s. We'll see. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> You're still a little we'll see. Still unhappy with him for not returning your call. You know what? I'm, let's I not dwell on it. I jumped through how many hoops to make sure that Casey went. I, I'm teasing. I love Casey. Dave. What, Dave and Casey were standing the exact same way at one point, hands in pockets, shoulders slightly pushed forward. And I thought, these guys, if they didn't have hockey, I have no idea what they would do with their free time. But oh, that's what you want in somebody who's going to run a business like Map South. You want somebody who's invested in hockey and who doesn't just love having their name on a wall or being known by NHL players. You want somebody who truly loves the smell of the ice, the feel of the puck, well, Someone who two, wants to sure. be on the ice every day. Dave's the uh, longtime president of District 8. Uh, Casey's deeply invested not just in Map South Hockey, but in West St. Paul. We'll he's get the to president of the West St. Paul Hockey Association. He could be. He like, was on the board at one point. He could be, but he is kind of the heart and soul of that program. Boy, thank sure. <laughs> He and Dave are just gluttons for punishment <laughs> with those jobs, aren't they? I know, definitely, that's oh, for sure. Oh, my gosh. All right, well, let's get into some results. You want to go first on the girls' side? I do. I have a lot to talk about. The cake eater going on at Braemar Ice Arena. It's arguably uh, the second best girls' tournament in the state. Obviously, number one is Dangle Fest. Uh, another one is the Duluth Icebreakers. Quick, uh, quick plug. Uh, we're going to run down some results here. 10A, third place, Edina Green over Edina White. All Hornets in the third place game. Championship game, Minnetonka over Stillwater. 4-3, to three. Minnetonka goes undefeated. Teresa Huber led the skippers in scoring with two goals and four points, and the field with four points. Crazy how many titles Minnetonka won this past week. Again. They and won. boys and girls. We're going to say the word Minnetonka a lot. For those of you hoping for a slight downfall of the Minnetonka <laughs> Girls High School program. Or boys. <laughs> they're both number one in the state, uh, yeah. right? In boys and girls high school, and they're winning. We're going to say their names a can couple I, more times. Can I tell too. you a secret? Yeah. Minnetonka won the championship at 10A, 12A, and 15A. And they won the and they won the uh that PBAA at Eden Prairie. On Believable. Yeah. 12 a third place, Edina over Orno West Tonka by a score of five to nothing. And as I said, Tonka won the 12 A's, a five nothing win over Woodbury Minnetonka. That's Again, a good team. Undefeated. Look at that roster someday. It is. We're going to talk team about for uh, Minnetonka 12 A. Woo Campbell Elvin had nine points, Tatum Elvin yeah. eight points, and Charlotte Long uh, eight assists. Or yeah. the skippers. They, however, did not lead the field in scoring. That title belongs to Miss Maddie Mills of Woodbury, yes. who wore 97 for Team Minnesota. Uh, I got an eyeful of Maddie Mills down in Nashville, and she was one of the best players on the ice every time she took the ice. She had 10 goals and 12 points, and Iceland Larson finished second in scoring with 9 goals and 10 points. From Andover. From Andover, that's the 12 A's. 15 A's, uh, Edina Green over Woodbury Black in the third place game and Minnetonka over Stillwater Red. They had a good weekend. 15 A championship That's a good team. I did the 15 A rankings. I thought Mm -hmm. they did a, they had a good weekend. Kennedy Hawkbaum had seven goals and eight points for the champion Minnetonka Skippers. Maya Godfrey right behind her with three goals and five points. But Sydney Peterson, the goaltender, may, may have had the most, 
uh, impressive stat line of everybody stopping 76 of 79 shots on goal and two shutouts. This team gave up three goals. This is Minnetonka. This is Minnetonka. Yeah. Uh, leading scorers for the tournament included Edinus Maddie Hansen with eight points, May Fitzgerald with seven points, and Stillwater's Kalen Holman with seven points. That's a good team. That's Stillwater Red. That's a sneaky team. That is. That's a really nice team. Stillwater's got something in the pipeline yeah. coming through here. Absolutely. Uh, 12 Bs in fifth place, Edina Green over Minnetonka Black. In third place, Orono West Tonka over Anoka Rogers Black. Little North Metro rivalry yep. there. And then Woodbury Royal over Woodbury Gold. I saw in that. The championship game. I saw that. Uh, by a final score of 4 to nothing. The leading scores for the 12 Bs, Edina Green's Nora Boylan. Maybe, maybe she owns Boylan Bottle Works. She had six points. And then a pair of Woodbury Gold skaters, Ava Heimer and Lila Wingy. Had six points apiece to round Impressive out the leading scores have, for the 12 They have a, a great 12A team and two 12B teams that are competing. That's impressive on Woodbury's Yeah, un, unfortunately for those Woodbury teams, you'd love to be able to draw one singular line from the Woodbury youth program to Woodbury <sighs> High School, but they're going to get split up based on those boundaries, Woodbury and Eastridge. And Cottage Grove. And Cottage Grove. And many other private schools, too. But we're not going to play that game No, right we're not now. on this show. We're not. No, we're not. All right. But a good, excellent showing from Minnetonka's youth program all the way through. We're going to get to those guys. Just you want me to take over the boys? Right I, I think you should take what over the boys. What a great transition because I have another Minnetonka team. Eden Prairie won the PWA over in Eden Prairie. And guess what the final score was, Peter, between Eden Prairie and Moorhead? That's not a fair question because I know what the final score what was. What was the final score? Eight donut. When? When okay, so we've been Eight. involved in covering youth hockey. Have you ever seen a Moorhead Peewee top Peewee team, Peewee A or Peewee Double A, lose by eight goals? I don't think I've ever seen a Moorhead team give up eight goals. I've never seen one in running time. That's for sure. Much less yeah. eight nothing. That is a uh, eye opening score. Uh, although they did make the championship in yeah, a very good, good field, and, and I think I would, what happened is they probably just fell apart. I was going to say what I I don't want to you know bandage the wound here but in peewee hockey a score like eight nothing between two teams as talented as minnetonka and moorhead at some point during the game the wheels just fell off yeah i mean for sure for sure i I don't i kind of took it with a grain of salt but it was definitely an opportunity um for me to make fun of moorhead a little bit which i don't get a chance to so they haven't they haven't given us much shot in the last four years of making fun of them, they have how many state titles at Bantams and Peewees? It's ridiculous. Oh, I agree. And now, just because you said that, they're going to go ahead and win their next 45 straight games. Um, I did not pick. Oh, I haven't made my pick for Peewees yet, but they are coming up here. What? Uh, for the for Spirit of Duluth. I want to make sure. I, uh, I might pick them just to be nice. Uh, after I think I might pick them. Wow. Uh, to, just to be nice. We'll get to that in a second. Let me run down some other boys' winners. Rosemount, who I thought had a decent showing in the Blue Ox, won the Bantam AA in in uh, Eden Prairie. Uh, Burnsville, Scott Benedict, the Northfield PWAs come back. They were playing Cottage Grove, came back from a 4 nothing deficit and won. Harrison Metz for Northfield had 15 points. And Rock Ridge wins the Bantam A. 
Uh, leading scorer uh, for Rock in the tournament was Walker Anderson from New Prague, and our guy Jackson Bartovich from Virginia, uh, technically Rockridge, had 13 points for the Wolverines. Hopkins does a clean sweep of the Bantam A, Bantam B, and Peewee A at the their Hopkins uh, Thanksgiving tournament. Axel Bisbee, our buddy from Hopkins, led the Royals with five points in Bantam A. And in PWA, James Julian uh, led Hopkins with 11 points. And then Elk River won the Peewee Bees and a kid named Tegan Breziak. Brezinka, sorry, I can't read my own writing. Brezinka had five points for the Elks. Congratulations to the Elks on winning that tournament. And then at uh, the Super Rink, we have PWB winners. Matamidi won the Bantam Bees, and nice. Prior Lake Gold won the Peewee Bees. Oh. So there you go. Do we have a uh, update on our picks for Thanksgiving, Miss Kayla Franz? Right now she's drawing bats. Yeah, I know. She's drawing her... I told you, I kind of only marked the ones you won. Oh, Because, like, there were so many of them. Let's see it. Which ones did we get right? Well, I know for girls 12A, you said Minnetonkos would win, and you won. That's um, Tony. She's looking Tony, at Tony, sorry. Yeah. I right. forget. People can't hear my stares. All right. Um, and then Hopkins. I think it was Bantam A in that Hopkins tournament. Who picked two? You, uh, Peter picked Hopkins. I'm a, what's up? Yeah, you so, got that what's up? I saw the guys from OMG last night over at the girls' game. Get some. So, yeah, and then... Um, that's their first. That's OMG's first loss of the year. I think the only other one that you guys... Well, you picked out of so many teams. It wasn't like... Yep. The only other one that was like a correct one was the Bantam B1s. Um, or wait. Which yeah. was a me. Yeah, Matami die. Yeah. Peter picked Matami Nobody die. knows Bantam and he, and he picked And he like picked me. Eden Prairie as well. Oh. He picked Eden Prairie oh, and the Gobbler. Oh, sorry. The Gobbler was a different part of the oh, okay. pod. I uh, forgot to write those yep. down. And then That's I got OMG correct. So uh, you know, for I'm, the Gobbler. Uh, I'm pretty good at Bantam Bees. It's yeah. almost like I played Bantam Bees. It's almost like you played a lot of Bantam Bees. <laughs> I had three goals and eight assists. I'm so old that we didn't really even have area. bee hockey. Hockey, bee hockey, Bantam if you were bees in my day, you just played house league. So the only traveling was... The kids who made the top team, and then everybody else played in house. That's I also, all. I, I also need a kid from Johnson. You that did was my crowning in Bantam Bees. In Bees. Yeah, we were losing to. Johnson. I thought your dad was pleased. We were losing to Johnson in the district uh, championship game, and I just <laughs> I weighed all of a hundred and five pounds, and I just depleted some kid that was with your knee. Yep. God, you're proud of this. Welcome to the Twin Cities district. <laughs> a little rough. Can we go back to one thing about the first test of the best? Sure. Uh, Rosemount allowed one goal in pool play. That's impressive. They outscored their pool opponents 19-1. to 1. That's impressive. That is impressive. They're a top-10 team. I thought they were good when I saw them in the one game I saw them in Moorhead. I was like, oh, that's a good team. It is. They'll make a run. They'll make a run. All right, you want to move on to the spirit of Duluth, what everybody's spirit been waiting for? Spirit of Duluth. Bantams. Sounds like a go. Four pools. Are you ready to pick your pool winners? Duh. Pool A, who do you got? Edina. So do I. Out of Duluth, East Elk River, Woodbury, and Edina. You want to read off pool B's? 
Yeah, Osseo Maple Grove, Wiper Lake, Rogers, and West Fargo. I have my Pool B pick, but the team in the entire field that I think could make a run that you might not think of is also in this pool, and that's West Fargo. Uh, if you would have said Fargo, I would have bought that, but I think I think Fargo's better than West Fargo. I think they are too, but they're not here. Right. And I think West Fargo is a team that could surprise some people. But I've got OMG, Osseo Maple Grove, coming out of the pool. Now, this next pool is the best pool in all of the spirit this of the is, This is the best pool in the history of pools, including so your too. pool. This is the best pool. I, I don't have a pool. At your house. Oh, okay. Sorry. Did you pick for uh, Pool B? I, I picked Ossie Maple Grove as well. Oh, okay. okay. Now, this one we should differ on because I couldn't make up my mind. We are different on this one. Good. Right? I all right. Read them off. Tonka, Hermantown. Who else? Stillwater and Centennial. Wow, that's so good. That's a crazy good pool. That is so good. The winner of this pool will come out with The winner of this some pool injuries. was going to come it's out with some injuries. I was going to say also is probably the favorite to uh oh, I think they're going to be they'll be they'll be game ready. That's for sure. Game ready. Uh for the playoffs. And then the last one, go ahead. Did you Okay, I pick you Tonka. Gonna, you pick Tonka to come out of there. I'm going to take Stillwater. To come out of there. I know Luka Jarvis is gone. Ooh, I am aware. Yeah, but they have an excellent goaltender, Matthew Fox, who's still there. I agree. Uh, I think Stillwater is going to be just fine. I like Stillwater right. coming out of that pool. Okay. Uh, pool D, Moorhead, Wyzetta, Grand Forks, and Chaska Chen Hassan. Uh, I like Wyzetta a lot. They only have one loss this year. Uh, but I think it was to Moorhead. <laughs> it was. It was in our tournament. Um I'm sticking with Moorhead. This is another really good pool. Who is the other one? Moorhead? It's Moorhead, Chaskachan, Grand Forks, and Wyzetta. See, Grand Forks is good. Grand Forks is really Grand good. Grand Forks is good. Wyzetta won three games at the Ox. Chaskachan won two games at yeah. the Ox. That team's young, though. Oh, yeah. Young. Uh, young. Take Moorhead. I'm going Moorhead as well, and All I right. picked Moorhead as my winner. I also picked Moorhead as Yikes. my winner. They lose nobody to the high school ranks, whereas yep. I think the loss of Luka Jarvis. That hurts Stillwater. That's going to hurt Stillwater coming out of the pool. I think I think they'll still be in the state tournament, but I'm not sure that they're going to give Moorhead, OMG, or Edina well, a game. They're not exactly hurting for no. that talent no. in that lineup so we both have Moorhead winning the bantam double a spirit at duluth yep yep okay all right. all right so uh read me pool a please white bear lake east good grand team. forks prior good lake team. elk good River. team good team that's a good pool um i'm gonna go east side on this one okay i'm How gonna take you? uh white bear lake all right um, next pool, B. Moorhead, Moorhead. Duluth. E- <laughs> See, I'm going back. I'm giving them some love this Duluth week. East, Chaskachan, or Centennial. Yeah, Moorhead. Moorhead. Yep. Pool C, Woodbury, Edina, Hermantown, and West Fargo. That's a good, that's a really good That's a nice pool, pool right there. there. It's um, almost as nice as Tony's pool. I'm going to go with uh, Wood. Barry on I'm this one. Also going to go with Woodbury. Pool D, Minnetonka, Osseo Maple Grove, Grand Forks, and Blaine. Okay, let's think about this now. All right. No. So, Osseo Maple Grove, top four, right? I think they were semifinalists in the pumpkin. Yep. Right. Um, who else did you read? 
uh, Minnetonka, Minnetonka Forks, just won. Blaine. They just won the uh, Eden Prairie team tournament. Okay. Okay. So they're the number one team in the state. Grand Forks. Grand Forks, who arguably last year was one of the best teams. If they would have been in Minnesota, they were one of the best peewee teams in the area. I think yep. it, that does not change based on what I saw in the peewee challenge. I think that's a really good team. And then who was the last one? Centennial? Blaine. Blaine. Now, Blaine is young. Blaine has a lot of those first-year peewees that were on that superstar uh Squared A team last year. They'll they're young. I'm I'm not. They're they're very talented. I just don't. They're big enough, strong enough to compete with uh, OMG or Tonka. So I'm gonna go, and I'm leaning OMG now. Say Tony, why wouldn't you pick Minnetonka? They just won the Spirit of Duluth. Tony, why wouldn't you pick Minnetonka? It's called. They, they just won the first test it, of the best. They didn't the just turny, win the Spirit of Duluth. It's the tourney hangover. You you it's, it's hard to win. Thing. It is a real thing. It's not a real thing. You win, you get excited, you beat Moorhead, you beat some good teams, and then the letdown ensues the next week. It's like Bigfoot. It's not real. It's real. I'm going Alrighty. Minnetonka hangover. Can't win. I'm going OMG. Um they've played twice to a tie. I think OMG gets them in this one. And they're gonna move on and they're going to lose to a very disgusted uh, Moorhead team. They're disgusted with their performance on Sunday, and they're going to come out with something to prove. Although I've heard two of their D are injured and will not be there this weekend. Oh, they'll be there. So I'm actually going to change my pick. Oh, I'm my gosh. Out. I just realized that. I'm going to go with Osseo Maple Grove as yep. the winner of the PB division. I got Minnetonka coming out of Pool D, and I've got Minnetonka winning the whole ding-dang thing. Ooh, you're going back-to-back-to-back, to back to back, huh? Let's go! <laughs> All right. All right, well, let's wrap let's up wrap our show up. with uh, yep. Roses and Thorns. Roses Before and we thorns. do that, let's talk Roses a little bit about our sponsor, Breakaway Academy. I was at Breakaway on Monday, and they have this 4th and 5th grade brick cup they play for. It's all fourth and fifth graders, boys and girls, and needless to say, it's a lot of fun. The kids get they get teams, they play full ice games, short games, little tournament, and the Islanders won the tournament. And I can't think of his first name, so help me out here. Uh, last name is German from Woodbury. Braden. Braden. Thank. I want to say Brady, but I knew I wasn't right. Braden German was one of the coaches for the team. He's a seventh grader at the school, and the. You just pick up on a really good vibe when you're there. You got a guy like Tony Lancet running the tournament, having this, you know, the sixth grade son. Is Blake in sixth grade or seventh grade? I don't know. I don't know. Six or seven. Well, they're, all those guys are officiating. The older kids are officiating. They're coaching. Um, they win the championship. It was just a fun uh, day for those kids. First day after Thanksgiving to come back and play a tournament. So Academics. Character and athletics, the three pillars of Breakaway Academy. We will be having our uh, one of the owners, principals, uh, Andy Brink, in studio soon to talk about youth hockey. Cool. Uh, maybe if they win back-to-back, if they win first test and Spirit of Duluth, he, sh- he should come in and tell us how to coach youth hockey as well. Maybe he should coach me. He just coached you on on being better at this. He should job. show up to Roseville and just coach you playing hockey on Sunday night. That'd be and great. Stand behind our bench. And that would be tell great. Me what I'm doing wrong. That'd be great. Uh, we also had our 
our student of the week was Nicholas Baranifsky from Wyzetta, a seventh grader at um, Breakaway Academy as well. That video came out. Nice job to Matt Jasper and Kayla for that, which is kind of leads into my roses and thorns. Roses and thorns. I'll go first. Yeah, and let's, uh, yeah. So my roses and thorns would be, uh, first rose would go to the video team of YHH. Kayla, you're you're on that team. Matt Jasper, you guys just do some amazing work out there, putting together good clips, putting together stuff that's very entertaining for our followers and readers and fans. So great job. I, it does not go unnoticed. Uh, our social following is just continues to go higher and higher. And a lot of it has to do with the great content we put out. So thank you to you guys. Yeah, thank you, Scott Stapp. Can you take me higher? Thank you. All right. Well, who you got, Peter? Uh, uh, what I have written down is kid picking up trash. Uh, I love that. I Anytime saw you see a kid picking I saw up a cr- kid, trash. I saw a kid at Bloomington Ice Garden. Um, he noticed some trash on the floor. He picked it up and he threw it away. And it feels like it seems like a small thing, but when it feels like kids just don't really care about anything, it's nice to see somebody picking up a piece of trash. Love it. Love it. Do you remember what team he was on? I do not. Okay. All right. I'm going to go next with uh, Gabe Young. Uh, Gabe from Roseville. You, did you notice the pink jerseys that Roseville PBBs had? I did. Uh, they were wearing those in honor of breast cancer awareness, but it also it was an honor for Gabe's mom, Amanda Culver. Um, I thought it was neat that they put all those jerseys together. And to watch Gabe, uh, I told my wife the story. I rarely tell my wife Debbie stories about hockey. But I came home and said, hey, there's this kid, Gabe Young. He's pretty excited. He's first in line to get his picture taken. He's scanning the brackets. I can say with certainty that Gabe Young was a happy customer uh, when he left the Gobbler. Uh, they, 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 he's a good hockey player, too. That's the fun part. And I looked at my uh, uh, Lumberjack schedules. We're putting together those. Roseville PBB is his oh, back boy. in our tournament. So we'll get to see Gabe and his dad and his mom. Uh, again in a couple weeks, so I'm looking forward to seeing them. There's a big, gigantic rose for the Roseville PBBs and Gabe Young. Uh, Nancy Kaufman, uh, there's no tougher rink person in the West Metro. I don't think in the state. In the state. Uh, Nancy womaned the ticket booth for us all weekend, and she takes no guff. No. Uh, which I sincerely appreciate considering how, uh, quite honestly, rude some people can be when purchasing a ticket for a high school game. Yeah. But uh, we're eternally grateful to Nancy for her organization and her discipline and her ability to sort of roll with whatever uh, verbal punches come her way. Which is a good segue into mine, which is the entire uh, – She's she works for us now. She used to work at Bloomington Ice Garden. Uh, for years, but uh, mine goes out to the entire staff at Bloomington Ice Garden for helping us pull off that 65-game affair. We were behind schedule, and they just rolled with the punches. Uh, I'll tell you a quick Billy Lewis story. Who Billy! So runs it. He's, 
he saw that we were 30 minutes behind early in the day. So he started contacting the people who were behind us, letting them know that they're going to be behind schedule. So he kind of just got a step ahead. That's a pro move from a guy who runs a rink. He understands that we were doing everything we can. We were sacrificing the anthems and the, and we were doing everything we possibly could to, to shave some minutes and the games just kept going longer and longer and longer. Yeah. So it wasn't by design that we were 27 minutes behind at the end of the day, but uh, at the end of the day, everybody made up for it. The Jefferson people who were behind us said, Hey, we, we were notified. That was a great tournament. Thanks a lot for being here. I mean, even the people of Bloomington realized the, what we're doing by filling their building year round. So yeah. hats off to our big arena staff. Uh, my final rose uh, is a kid from Prior Lake. Honestly, I should have looked up his first name before bringing it up. His last name is Flora. Okay. Uh, he commented on, I believe it was the audio version of last week's Gobbler preview, and he asked if the video version was coming out. And I got to tell him while he was in the penalty box that the video version was indeed going to come out eventually. But I love it when kids mention the pod and they, they want to see uh, the videos and they want to hear their team talked about it. Uh, it reminds you that there are people listening when sometimes it feels like there aren't any. Uh, I got another prior lake because on the Bantams. Uh, last name Mancini. That's all I remember. I don't know what his first name is. He's a big kid, strong. Great steak. Great, uh, yeah, great stake. Uh, just a really good athlete. Uh, he got penalized a couple times, and I kind of made fun of him in the penalty box. Sometimes that can go sideways. That it went sideways on you. I think you gave someone a hard time in the penalty box this week, and he didn't like it, right? <laughs> this kid looked at me. Time. This Mancini kid looked at me, and he goes, hey, I thought I had it here. He goes, and he looked at me. He goes, I'm a ref. I know the rules. He like he goes. Did, did he get rid of the puck? And I thought he got. I go. I thought he got rid of it a little earlier, and you hit him. It was a good hit. Keep playing hard. And, like, all weekend I just kept running into him. And real pleasant young man. He's obviously very dedicated to the game because he's, you know, refing and playing and all that stuff. So I, I love running into kids like that, getting to know their story. And he's a good hockey player, too. You know, don't let the Bantam B tag fool you. That kid's going to be a high school hockey player someday. Yeah, Jossie Cookson uh, had an interesting point. She came into the office at some point during the weekend, I said, you know, there are a lot of good players on these Bantam B and Pee Wee B teams. And it is. It's not just because you're on a B team doesn't mean you're a bad hockey player. You might be smaller. You might be you're, first year catching yeah, up to the next you're level. You're lacking one it's thing, like, right? Playing on a B team is not the end of the world. There was this Lakefield North kid, Samuel Bennett. Bennett. Holy smokes. I'm yeah. like, I want to go back to the Lakeville North tryouts and go, how isn't this kid on the Bantam AA team? He's a really good hockey player. Yeah. And I was watching a game. I know it was Prior Lake and somebody over on rink three. I'm like, this is not Bantam B hockey. This is really, and it wasn't even in the top end of the division. This was on a consolation game on Saturday. I'm like, how is this span of bees? These kids can all skate so well and move the puck so well. Yeah. So hats off to uh, the, the high quality of play that we got to see last weekend. Yeah. Do you want to go first with your thorn? Uh, sure, I'll go first. Um, this one, and this is a very specific moment, but I'll obviously be very vague. But I'm going to call this guy F3Dad. This is the guy who's coaching from the stands. I love, you know, I love those guys. Get to the high side. Like, oh, if you're playing in a hockey game and you hear a get to the high side, who are you even talking to? And when you're screaming F3, like, you're not the coach. Okay, do I need to repeat that? Refs, ref, coaches, coach, players, plays, 
players play, parents cheer. Learn your lane. Do stop with the coaching, please. No coaching from the stands. As badly as I wanted to coach my kids from the stands, I knew as a coach the last thing I wanted was some ding-dong like me screaming other instructions besides what the coach is. So you're actually hurting the coach. You're hurting your kid by shouting, refing, by coaching instructions and refing instructions for that matter too. 99% of the time Peter, they can't hear you either. No. If you're on the ice and you're focused on moving the puck or taking a shot or skating it through, you're not listening to for dad's advice. When I'm refing, I, mean, I can't hear a thing that's anyone's saying. Nobody can hear you. I take my other people and off in the bleachers. In the bleachers and you're just hurting their ears with what you're saying. Um you know, there were there were a few thorns. Let's hear them over the weekend. Bring it on. Get thorny. Over the weekend. Um, a couple of them. Number one, and this is just kind of an overarching thing. We ran into this in the Blue Ox, too. Uh, rules that are really easy to follow. Like, rules that are really easy. Like, how many coaches are on the bench? Ooh. You're in full control of that. There yep. should be no reason for you to be penalized for that. Yep. Uh, wearing a mouth guard. Like that, that, it's a rule. That, that's a rule that's not up for debate, and it's not a subjective a call from a referee. It's in the freaking handbook. Yeah. I, where? Why? Ooh. Why is this a problem? Ooh. Ooh. Are you going to say the rule I think you're going to say? No, those were the two. A parent going on the ice during an injury? You can't do that. You can't, you do, can't that. do that. You just cannot. And then you manage to drop an F bomb at the referee cannot. on the way off. You cannot. The, cannot be done. It's a the, rule. The level of. Everybody bags on Gen Z and millennials for being entitled, but entitlement has crept into all generations. Yep. The level of entitlement that you have to have yep. to think, I need to go on the ice right now. And he, I will give, I will, hey, there are, there is an instance where parents should be on the ice when, when there's no other. EMT or coach going to be on the ice, I can kind of see that. I would I would maybe give a green light as a referee to come on the ice if I'm doing a district game. But in this case, the EMT was on the ice. So that's a very yeah. simple rule. Uh, and then the lengths that people will go to to avoid paying to get into a high school game. Yeah, that that's probably I, for a high school show, but the lifetime – Membership. To I want to know this. how you get one of those. I know. I think he just basically I, I went to know Kinko's. How you get one of those. He went to Kinko's, took the logo, and says, "I have a lifetime membership to high school events." And he, we let him in. You, we let him in. We and it's, in. it's not even so much the asking if scouts or coaches or what have you get in. It's the fact that when you're told no, just the look of <laughs> yeah, disgust. <laughs> the disgust. What? <laughs> Well, oh my gosh! Huge shout out to our sponsors again: Breakaway Academy uh, and Map South Hockey. Um, Map South and our friends from uh, West St. Paul Hockey as well. They had a uh, Squirt A team win the Scott Benedict. So shout out to uh, West St. Paul. Shout out to what to Map South Hockey and shout out to our friends at Breakaway Academy for Kayla Franz and Peter Rodney. I'm Tony Scott. Thanks for turning in to Ten Minutes.